Hi Alice, welcome to the Hi Alice podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to go through uh, some of the last Instagram messages you sent me and then reply to the things you said. So I've just listened to one. I'm going to edit out me playing back the messages because that would be tedious for you. First message was to do with having a bad night out and that my messages were nice to receive having had that bad night out. I think this was the night that you saw that you were seeing two bands that you wanted to see. What it brought to mind was I had this thought the other day that I never really went out anyway, but now I feel <laughs> like even if I wanted to, which I don't, I'd feel like I like I like being in bed by 10pm. So yeah, I think my days of going out, limited as they ever were, are probably over. I mentioned on replying to your thing about ancestral trauma my thing that I've got where I'm interested in finding out whether uh, whether my heritage is as I suspect Irish and just on the subject uh, specifically on the ancestral joy theory that you that you posit I have noticed when I've seen films set in Ireland that I'm not sure when I look at them uh, so let, let's say not not a film that's obviously set in Ireland, but a film that that you don't you don't know where it's set. I think I watched a film called Rose Plays Julie. I think that's what it's called, and I wasn't that wasn't clear where it had been filmed, but because it looked to me like it was filmed on Dartmoor, and I really love Dartmoor. I love to go on walks for Dartmoor. I've loved Dartmoor ever since I first went for a walk there and I just absolutely love going there in this film what I thought was shot in Dartmoor was actually shot in Ireland and so I've had a more I've, I've, and I've been looking out for that more so when I see the Irish landscape it looks a real lot like Dartmoor partly partly that's going to be because most of Ireland was rainforest before the English the British came in that was part of the whole that was the kind of, with the whole bringing in the Protestants thing and let's obliterate the Catholics. A lot of that was to do with let's get all this timber off of Ireland. As it always is, it's never just the the ideology is ultimately always capitalism when it comes down to imperialism. Anyway, so and Dartmoor is like a rainforest as well, really, or a kind of ex rainforest, but still reasonably preserved as as it can be. Because, yeah, obviously, uh, Britain and Ireland both uh, used to be covered in trees before we tore them all down to have loads of road. Yeah. Point being that the, the Dartmoor and the Irish landscape look really, really similar to me. It makes sense because they're not actually geogra- borders are man-made, obviously, so geographically they're not really very far away. Maybe they were even connected at some point, I don't know. Well, the whole... The whole thing was, wasn't it, at one point? So maybe that is, maybe that's one of the reasons I love Dartmoor so much because it reminds me of my ancestral home of Ireland. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of maybes in that sentence because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't know that I'm actually definitely 100%. I mean, there's definitely some sort of Irish going on, that's for sure. I mean, I can get an, I can, I'm gonna get an, an Irish passport at some point because both of my dad's parents were born 
in Northern Ireland, so that makes me eligible to get an Irish passport, which means I can, which means I'll be part of the EU again in terms of travel. So that'd be nice. Uh, yeah. Also, um, it just strikes me that you would make an exceptionally good pen pal. So that person is very lucky to have you as a pen pal. No, I don't think I did know about these mice experiments before you uh, explained them. So thank you for doing so. You mentioned your love of dominoes. Uh, I'm not a fan of that particular brand personally, but I am a very big fan of pizza, as you can imagine. Kaz and I often play a little game. It's not really a game, but uh, we do a thing where we say, what could you eat right now? And pizza is probably the big winner of that game, I would say. A lot of the time, the answer's pizza. I thought I would share with you on this subject. I don't know if you... Most of the time I devour the entire thing and there's no leftovers, but occasionally there are left. There are like a couple of slices left over. And I've found a really good technique of reheating these slices, because if you put them back in the oven, it kind of dries out a little bit. It's not really... doesn't really work that well. A microwave that's going to go all floppy, not great. You can eat it cold, that's fine, but if you wanted to have it heated up, I found a good technique. Uh, I did this the other day when I had some pizza left over and it worked really well. If, any, if anything, it was a little, even maybe a little bit nicer than when it was fresh. So what you do is you get a, uh, a decent sized frying pan, just a little bit of oil, don't need a lot, and then just sort of rub the, the base of your pizza in the oil, and then you're frying that underside on a sort of medium heat. You'll find that the dough is pretty good at not burning in this situation but what happens is it goes real nice and crispy again and even if uh like because the one i had the pizza the dough was maybe even a little bit undercooked on the underside and so that but this like made it makes it real nice and crispy now what you're probably thinking is that's all well and good phil i've got a lovely crispy bottom of my pizza now but what about those toppings not enough heat is coming up through that dough the, the, the top, the, the toppings aren't getting reheated, they're still relatively cold. And I can't simply flip it round and fry the toppings because then all my cheese is going to be on the pan. Not only is that going to make a big mess, but half of my toppings are going to be all seared and it's just, it's not, that's not going to work. That's, that's, you know, get out of my house if you're going to suggest that. Well, don't throw me out just yet because we are not going to. Absolutely not. We're not going to put those toppings to the to the frying pan. What we're going to do, once we've got that, that bottom nice and crisp, is we're going to add just a little bit of water to that pan. Now, I've done this before, and I've, and I've accidentally got some of the water on the pizza. It doesn't matter. It, it, it evaporates. But you want to just put it just to the side of the pan, so then you're just getting this with the water. Okay. Then you get a big saucepan lid, and you put that over it. That water steaming creates enough heat to re-warm the toppings and the cheese goes melty again. But because it's not been out of the oven, when you then eat it, it's not like, you know, when you bite into a pizza and sometimes it's like too hot and you're like, oh, and you burn the roof of your mouth. There's no risk of that because it doesn't get that hot, but it still goes real nice. Cheese goes gooey again, and the underside of it is nice and crispy, as if it is just like fresh. Sometimes even better than fresh. That's my tip. <laughs> if you ever have leftover pizzas, that's that's the that's my technique that I use to reheat leftover pizza. You are welcome. I really liked the insight into your 
into this idea of imaginary friends and this idea of externalizing big feelings into some sort of entity or that that made a lot of sense to me in terms of your artwork and uh yeah that was really interesting to to hear that and then to and then to think about um a lot of your your artwork that you've shared that i really like to see on instagram i'm not i don't know very much about visual art it is something i'd be interested in in learning about like art history and that and that sort of thing it's a bit of a big topic isn't it to know where to start and you know when you've got like i've got i've got a reasonable level of expertise i would say in film history that doesn't mean i i think i know everything because it's obviously it's too vast but i've got a pretty i've got a reasonably good grasp on it and so then to be like you know when you already know yeah you know what you don't know about another thing and obviously art history film history is 120 years odd and yeah art history is well arguably however many years old hominids are who started yeah cave drawings i'd like what what are the oldest ones that have been found like i don't even know Thirty-five thousand years old i don't even know what the they're in those crazy caves i would be interested to, to know more so I could give you more insight into what I think about your work other than just, I like it. But <laughs> that's basically what I can do with art. Well, this Instagram message isn't playing, as is its want. Neither of these ones. Instagram. I guess the messages disappear after a while, probably because they have to store them on their servers or something. That's 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 me. That's that's replied to those ones. There we go. I thought that was going to take longer, but probably because I can't play uh, some of the other messages. Yeah, I might I might as well um, leave you there. I've given you uh, my pizza recipe, which will be handy, no doubt. But yeah, I'll come back to you soon, again with a new podcast. I'm trying to think if I have anything particularly to tell you, and. I don't think I do in particular. I was supposed to have my MOT done this morning, and then the man from QuickFit rang me up and said, I don't know how you've managed to book an MOT on a Saturday, but we don't have an MOT person in on a Saturday. And I was like, oh, because I booked it online, so I don't know what the disconnect there is. But having worked in customer service, I didn't give him a hard time about it because obviously it's not his fault and that's, yeah, it doesn't really help the situation for me to be getting stressed about it or whatever. So he's going to be ringing me back to see if he can get his MOT guy to come in later on one of the weeknights because it expires in a few days. There you go. These are the things you don't have to worry about when you don't own a car. It is convenient, but it is also massively, massively expensive and annoying. I've, I've been riding these... Um, in Exeter, there's these electric bikes that you can just rent. Uh, you just like have like the app on your phone, and then yeah, I'm sure you can work out <laughs> how it works. They must have them in London. I don't know if you've ever ever used them. They're really great. I can get from the place where the bikes are into the city centre in like less than ten minutes on these bikes, and I can uh, like ride along. I think I've mentioned it before. It's like this. It's like a flood defence thing. So it's like along a sort of man-made river which means you don't have to ride on the road. Like I barely have to ride on the road to get into the city centre when I go that way. 
And uh, yeah, these electric bikes are really great because they just, uh, you know, you go up a hill and you're just like, right, take over electrics. And yeah, you, you pedal, but it's like super easy. There's almost no resistance. Yeah, so that's got me thinking that hopefully maybe in the future I won't need to have a car. I could just have like an electric bike. Yeah, it's riding on the roads because like I absolutely hate being a driver on the road with other cars because there's just so many bad drivers and that's with where I'm encased in a load of metal but like as a cyclist I just don't trust other road users or I think I would have maybe switched to cycling before. Like, if there was just cycle lanes everywhere and you didn't have to get involved with cars then then yeah that'd be good but fortunately we've built our whole world around the idea of or our whole country and other kind you know I won't say the whole world around everyone owning a car which is just I hate that even though you know I've owned a car since I was 18 and I've always owned a car since when stuff like this happens, you're just like, I wish I didn't have a bloody car. This car that I've got now, it's from 2011, so it's like 12 years old. But like, I really don't want to buy another petrol car. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather, if I'm going to get another car, I'd rather it be electric. But they're just not really affordable yet for a gentleman like me. They're still real expensive. We'll see. We'll see what, we'll see what the next little while of my life involves. And then we'll move on. I've rambled for a bit longer there, so... I'll let you go, and uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. I'm recording this on the 18th of March, and I'll be editing it tomorrow on the 19th of March, when it will probably be released into the world. Thank you, and good night. Much love. Well done, Phil. You've successfully recorded another podcast, and as promised, now I will release to you some self-esteem because you have achieved something, my boy. And all of those people who said that you would never achieve anything are wrong, aren't they? Now, back into your cage. <laughs>